For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Ending the Sexual Dark Age is now sponsored by the Internet's most trusted name in adult toys. A happy pussy likes to play more often. AdamandEve.com is offering you guys half off on your choice of thousands upon thousands of vibrators and dildos and cock rings and strap-ons, nipple clamps, porn DVDs, butt plugs, pocket pussies, anything else you can imagine to either get yourself off or have some fun with your playmate. As always, we highly recommend making sex toys part of your sex life. And right now, AdamandEve.com is only asking for one chance to impress you. They're offering an awesome deal in support of ending the sexual dark age. And the whole thing goes a little like this. By typing dark age, all one word, for the offer code at checkout, you will get 50% off the most expensive item in your cart, with a few exceptions, free shipping, three free porn DVDs, and a sexy free mystery gift. Free DVDs are selected randomly and added to your order before they ship. AdamandEve.com is willing to damn near pay you to get off. So stop by, enter D-A-R-K-A-G-E at checkout, and proceed to collect on an awesome deal. Or just follow one of the links on SexualDarkAge.com. And if you like surfing on your smartphone, be sure to check out Adam and Eve's new mobile site. Yes, you too can buy dildos right from your iPhone now, thanks to Adam and Eve. I, I don't even want to do an intro. I just want to say hi. 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 We're ending the sexual dark age on the swing set. It's awesome. I'm Cooper Beckett. With me, I have... Hey, everybody. It's Ginger. Hey, it's Dylan. Hey, should I talk for like 30 seconds just yeah. to fill time? Just talk. <laughs> just talk. Are you done with your intro? Yeah, okay. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to step on anything there. No. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Technogasia. And we are joined again by friends... J.V. Althoros and Shara from Ending the Sexual Dark Age. It has been over two years since you guys were on the swing set be before. before <laughs> Indeed it has. It's like, it's like I, I've never podcasted before. I know. I was going to say, and we're really bringing the game this yeah, time. Really, I feel really like game. that every single time. This is how you know, J.V. and Shara, that you are respected guests. I Why can't even formulate you. it. <laughs> Can't even formulate. Well, hey, we actually we have something to, something real quick to share. So, we oh, have yeah. gotten rid of the bell, and it has been replaced by a gong, a xylophone. Oh, oh no! Xylophone. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes. It, it could be NBC up oh, here yes. in any moment. <laughs> we are calling people back to the theater. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, I did, it, that is what it sounds like. She's right. Yeah. Yo, I, I intentionally go out of my way not to play the NBC chimes. <laughs> it, it, you probably, it's like chaos theory. Randomly, over the course of episodes, you are bound to play the NBC theme. 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm certain I will. And it, well, this this does allow us to have a little bit more fun. Like uh, B is for blush. <laughs> 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 that never happens. No. <laughs> So we're very happy to have you guys back. I mean, it's, it's, it is a pleasure to be back. It is. Thank you so much. And you told me via email that you had questions for us. We do. In we fact. do. And what's amazing is we can't get our listeners to leave us a voicemail to save our lives on this show. <laughs> but you guys are coming on the show to ask a question. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, but they'll leave orgasms for us, though. Well, that's pretty cool for us, too, actually. We figured it was a great opportunity. And uh, <laughs> and you are not alone on the... Uh, we, we canceled the voicemail line after <laughs> two years and not a single message. We get uh, tons of email. Uh, yeah, email's all over the place, but I, I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know. Maybe people are afraid that they're... Air, that they're going to get played on the air and someone's going to recognize their voice or, or I don't know what, but we just actually, we got one, we got one mm-hmm. question and it was from, uh, from a woman who needed to learn how to masturbate. Ah, well, that's a good question. Yep. And we helped uh, Yeah, <laughs> as the, as the magnanimous people you are, <laughs> you know, it's funny. The only voicemails I get are, so can you tell me about swigging? <laughs> And I don't feel the need to reply to those on air. Well, that's a little. You know vague. what I think you should reply with? I send him a text to the first episode of the <laughs> Swinging with Dummies series. So I actually I, try I to think, help. Yeah, I think what you should do is just say yes. <laughs> well, I figure I, I figure if we were actually doing, for example, paid live events on a more than just like once every six month basis, we could totally say, you know, we're coming to your area now, and I'd be happy to tell you about it for just a small fee of twenty four ninety five. Yes, it's coaching. It's a coaching fee. Yeah. <laughs> I I have been tempted to just respond with, you know, that website that you got this phone number off of. You should read some of it. How do you know they're just not dialing randomly and like accidentally getting the president? That'd be amazing. So I mean, that's like like JV randomly playing the NBC theme is one thing, <laughs> but a, but a person randomly dialing, uh, what is that? Ten digits. That's ten digits, right? Yes, and accidentally yes, yes. getting a swinger. Well, that gets into <laughs> yes. the permutations of how what percentage of America is swingers, I guess. So I don't think we're prepared to do that math. <laughs> it, it quickly becomes uh, numbers that are too big to uh, yes. even, even write down. Well, yeah, so for our question, yes. um, we a very brief backstory. Uh, we have not done a whole lot of swinging recently because we have been busy as hell. We okay. went from our company being dead to our company being crazy busy. So the company is in a much is better good. place. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. The it's company, a good problem to have. The yeah. company is in a much better place, and we're getting back into swinging and having some non-monogamous fun. And we have, after long consideration and discussion, decided that we want to go full poly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Full poly. Yes. Yes, we are looking for a permanent third. Wow. Now, okay. along the way, much fun will be had by all, I'm sure. Hopefully. <laughs> so, that's that's the know, goal. So, yeah. Sir, so, really, uh, on the one hand, we're opening ourselves back up to playing enthusiastically instead of once in a great, great while. Uh, but on top of that, we are looking for somebody to have a long-term relationship with. And this is – we are both 
very open-minded. We are both pretty widely experienced, but this is honestly something that is new to both of us. So we mm-hmm. figured, who could we ask? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that started a full of swingers and then migrated to Polly? You mean that one? <laughs> We're thinking, yeah. That's a good start anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in, in general, I mean, it, it, we are getting back into it. So treat us like newbies. Well, I would say some- looking for the third, uh, Dylan, I would point to you. Since you have done so much work looking for the third. I have. I've been um, fucking and sucking my way through uh, tons of people. No, just, He, it, he it, really it. works on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he, he leaves no stone unturned. No stone unturned. Yeah. No, th- th- there are actually some pretty practical concerns when you're actually looking for a third. So I, I have a couple basic questions for you um, that'll kind of guide what I say. So... When you say you want a third, are you do you already have kind of an established play community that also includes uh, some poly people, or are you planning to just kind of go online and uh, invite people out for some dates and or sexy time and see if something develops naturally? Uh, for starters, probably mostly B, uh, but we as part of this we want to get back. We want to get out into the local community, and so we intend to kind of do both. We both used to be in the community a lot, and then when the business became so crazy, we kind of got away from it. And Mm -hmm. it was okay because we have a great time together, but we want to, because of our business, we want to be able to have a third person that, you know, can kind of spend time with us and still get out there in the community. That makes a lot of sense. And that actually, uh, it makes me feel a lot better because... Uh, if you guys are going to say, oh, yeah, we just have a bunch of people we swing with and we're going to try and get one of them, uh, that probably wouldn't end too well because you're kind of breaking the uh, unspoken uh, contract that you <laughs> have with code. swingers, which is, you know, yeah, like, you know, you don't get any attachment, any serious attachment to any other swinger that you're with. Otherwise, oh, right. God, there are feelings involved and we don't want that. Um, so, you know, that happens. Uh, but that you already have at least a, a group of people that you're going to get back into, I think is the... If I had to classify it as like, you know, this way is the most likely, that's the most likely way that you're going to find somebody. Uh, Not necessarily because you're putting yourself out there and saying, hey, guys, we're looking for a third because uh, honestly, most couples that are trying to date Polly are looking for that magical third, you know, third wheel that's you, that's a woman out there. Sure. Uh, But there are a ton of play events that you can attend, ton of workshops that you can attend in the Polly community or just playing, you know, get togethers and stuff where you end up getting to know people and then people kind of fit. And so you know that that's a possibility. And you guys also know that you're going to be playing just as swingers. And so, you know, play parties that are out there, people that you guys find sexy. You, I think you're just going to end up just, just be just by being open to the possibility. I think one is eventually going to fall in your lap without you having to do too much work. Like there's going to be somebody that you both play with that you really like that really likes you. And because in the poly community, People are expected to have multiple long-term relationships, um, and and I don't say that with any snark. I mean, I I mean that that's kind of you know par for the course for polyamorous people. Uh, that a woman along the line might want to attach to both of you is not out of the realm of possibility. Now, if you're looking for what I did originally, which was, hey, I want to find a, th- a third person to elevate to the same level as you know uh, my wife and my status in our relationship. You know, a, a real equal triad that's going to be a long long road which is a similar road that i went down uh which can start in the road of you know hey i'm in the community let's find somebody but you might actually be more likely finding people 
outside of your community to date because it's kind of a tall order to say, hey, you're a prospect for us for a real meaningful long-term relationship. That that's when you're saying, you know, th- I'm I'm explicitly dating you for this reason. Uh, okay. It doesn't necessarily put any more pressure on that person. It just means that it's more on the table, and so there's there's more of a focus to it. And so if you put that focus on people, uh, you may only get one out of 100 responses by going on like OkCupid or uh, FetLife or, you know, some other site where you find people. But that one person in 100 that responds to you will be more likely to be interested. Okay. And so you're going to get a better signal-to-noise ratio by going online and finding people. But I think you'll have you'll be more likely to actually find people to spend time with as long as you're not looking for a co-primary by actually going within the community that you're in. But those are just my opinions on things based on, you know, the things that I've seen around here and a couple other communities like San Francisco, where everybody's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's just the way it seems uh, when people are looking for that, that third person. Yeah, no, long term, I mean, I, and ch- check me if I'm wrong on this, Char, but long term, and we really are kind of looking for the triad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think given that, just reflecting on our experience, Prof and I, with when we were at a place and had a relationship with another woman, one of the, in hindsight, one of the I don't want to call it a mistake. I mean, maybe a rookie mistake. <laughs> we certainly didn't know exactly what we wanted and that we wanted something that was a lot more poly than perhaps we were willing to put words to at the time or even had words for. But one thing I think language-wise is really respectful is to really consider that you're not bringing someone into your relationship. But in fact, you're creating a brand new, fresh new one with three people. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think that the idea of coming into, as a single person, coming into a re- a partnership that is long established is somewhat daunting and is very daunting, probably. And to really hold on to the language as best you can of you're not coming into something we already have, but we're, we're we three are going to create something together. M- puts it in the context of this is a longer term triad plan, <laughs> uh, relationship development, as opposed to just quote unquote finding a third. And I don't want to fault our language. I mean, we, it's right. just the language we've been using, but you know, it's it's that this other person comes into your life and then it's something all three of you share rather than something that you and Shara just get. And I agree with you there. And one of the hardest things in talking about all of this is the fact that we have a business together. And so whoever we bring into the picture isn't at our business at this point, obviously. So it's one of the things I was very concerned about is making sure that this person would feel included, you know, into like you said, starting something new that, yes, we've been very fortunate. We've had this relationship for 13 and a half years now. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And, um, Think of all those spankings. I know. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talked about it at great length, but um, I, I think that both JV and I are in a very good place about it. But I do want to make sure that this person doesn't feel threatened by the fact that we have a business relationship as well as the personal 
uh, you know, because that could be, like yeah, you said, daunting. We, we foresee a potential challenge there. Well, so I, I, I think Jin brings up that that's an incredible point that you brought up, Jin. But uh, what you were just mentioning, Shara, is important too because uh, any relationship that you're going to have with a third person is going to be fundamentally different than the relationship that you two have. And uh, a mistake that I personally made in the beginning, you know, it didn't end terribly or anything, but was, the mistake I personally made was thinking that uh, the way I felt about my wife was going to be the same eventually. Uh, that I felt about this other person, but it's going to be totally different. I mean, the f- the relationship that you end up having as individuals with this third person is going to be fundamentally different from your relationship with each other, and even just individually, the relationship you two have with this third person is going to be different from each other. Uh, like you know, Shara's to her, and then yours to her is just going to be a little bit different. And so, the trick is kind of keeping, not necessarily keeping it at parity, but keeping it in balance, so that. You're all still communicating. You're all still on board. And so if uh, one of you two has more time with her on a regular basis, it doesn't kind of outrun the other person. Because then things can come up like a little bit of jealousy, not just of time, but of intimacy. And so I think the important thing is to just make it um, make it about increasing intimacy as opposed to increasing equality. And that way you won't have you won't worry so much about the end point of so when are we a triad? And it'll just be somebody that eventually becomes a bigger part of your life. I like that. Mm, I do too. And that also keeps you from sort of racing to that goal. Because yeah. that that could be, it could be very easy to force yourself into sort of a triad situation when it's not organically moving in that direction. Right, I don't want to buy the first redhead we take for a test drive. <laughs> no, I don't know. Redheads are awesome. <laughs> oh, as JV always says. <laughs> there, there are many women who are not redheads who are hot, but every woman is hotter as a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tonya is a little bit hotter as a redhead, so so far that checks out. <laughs> See, Dylan, Dylan uses personal observation to corroborate. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's it's interesting that you guys are moving in this way because you know we, we didn't we didn't know you guys before we started moving into non-monogamy at all. But okay. uh, all of us, in some way or another, have moved into uh, at least being open to polyamory uh, in some way or another. Like the, the fact, I mean, we still love to fuck other people uh, without that kind of attachment. I mean, <laughs> Dylan, don't, don't me imply wrong. that poly people don't love to fuck other people. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I, I, I didn't Despite mean Despite what that, some of them saying, may yeah. say, I'm just they saying that love as, to fuck other people. As we've been evolving, you know, as we've been through our own personal sexual evolutions, uh, our, our preferences haven't necessarily changed as much as they've expanded you know the things that we're open to and so okay uh, I, also, I still love to go to a club and uh, fuck someone or host a play party and just go complete bacchanalia mode and just like have hands inside multiple people and all sorts of stuff and then not see them again but if that one or two per people come along we're totally game for it and so we've ended up dabbling in a few different relationship types and found a couple that have worked for us and you may end up finding that uh, maybe it, the exact triad isn't for you guys because you'll find something along the way or somebody along the way that fits some other mold. So I think it's great that you're open to that and you'll eventually find a path with somebody that'll get you somewhere-ish in that direction. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of neat that we all kind of evolve that way. And meanwhile, I've slid back to enjoying the simpler pleasures of swinging. <laughs> <laughs> now are you guys uh, are you still big fans of cassidy.com is it still working well for you oh yeah 
Okay. On board. With that, and it's that, you know, if we are, if we were, or for the online component of the search, I should say. Um, yes, we is, would recommend our friends over at Cassidy.com. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if you go to lifeontheswingset.com slash Cassidy, you can sign up and get three months free. The answer is Cooper's a shill, is what it is. <laughs> Gotta keep the lights on somehow. But d- don't expect to don't expect to make a connection in that way on Cassidy by advertising that because most people are there just for swing, kind of like you know yeah. you you, okay. you you list that you're open on a Fedder and OkCupid profile two more uh, on Cassidy. It will actually limit the amount of people you uh, you end up encountering because people don't want th- th- when they go to Cassidy they're looking for swinging. Okay, okay. Um, so you won't find a lot of people there for potential relationships uh, on Cassidy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Proper the proper venue for the proper play. Yeah. You know. There's usually a lot of listings on Cassidy for meet and greets and get-togethers and things like that. So it might be sort of a, a stepping stone. Okay. In a okay. way where you can check out what's going on nearby. You know who's having a meet and greet at a at a at a bar or something like that or in a house. You just get get out, meet new people, and who knows that yeah. third might be waiting for you out there in the like the least likely of places, but at least you'll have fun. You'll meet a bunch of people. <laughs> Good as Thank that. You. Meet new people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, meeting well, people is fun. That's the, I mean, the biggest part is we have time for our friends, but we haven't really had a chance to get back out into the community. And now that our business is doing so well and we are extremely busy, we are hiring more people and the hopes there are to get to the point where we won't have to be there Yes, we're working 11-hour days instead of 14-hour days. Right. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be nine-hour days. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have a weekend off. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been uh, difficult just to get even to the swinging, which is part of what brought us to the thought of Polly is that we want to have a connection with people mm-hmm. but have some close relationships. And so that's kind of what we where we were at with talking about it. And we talked about it at great length. It's not like we're just, you know, talking a little yeah, bit about it. We didn't come it. up with this last week or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> a direction we've been moving in for quite Like, a hey, how about Polly? You know what? Let's go on the swing set to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It always works when it's a last minute idea, right? <laughs> and broadcast oh, to uh, audiences. Yeah. <laughs> but you were at the top of our list of we should get some advice because, Aww. seriously, Aww. because it's, it's, a whole new thing for us and we've been together for such a long period of time and you know you get comfortable with that and mm-hmm. I, I feel very fortunate because we have a great relationship both to have each other as a business partner and then to have the personal relationship doesn't always work out so good and we've no. been very lucky there so but i'll reiterate uh a few things that i think you should remember just like beginning swinging you will fuck up you will make mistakes. You will miscommunication things. But we know you guys. You'll make it through it. Keep plugging. I think so. Oh, yeah. I we think will. So. Yeah. I, the, JV is great about, you know, always making sure that I'm comfortable. I mean, even when we were doing more swinging in the previous years, I always came first and... I and I knew that. And, and sometimes so. many <laughs> times. <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yes, I came a lot. But anyway, <laughs> quit changing that subject. But no, seriously, he was he's <laughs> he was great about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a B? Yeah, that's yes. a B. Okay. 
I hate, I hate when my cheeks get red. I'm not talking about the spanking cheeks, but <laughs> on my face because he just, he sees it so easily. <laughs> just, is it an A for when your other cheeks get red? Hmm. I, I think perhaps it should be. I think there it should we go. be. <laughs> but we'll so, hear that too. <laughs> so I, I'm very fortunate that way because I stepping into this new scenario is I know that I know that he will make sure that I'm okay. And at the same time, making sure that anyone else coming in is okay as well. So I feel, I feel comfortable about that. Well, awesome. And I am willing to valiantly risk being in a relationship with two women who are both mad at me at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could find two men, you and somebody else. I mean, yeah. I just oh, would be it's, busy it's with blowjobs. <laughs> the blowjobs could get to be a bit much, though, so we might have to bring in an occasional female then. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have a dumb question. I don't think I asked that. Are you both looking for a woman or are you both open <laughs> to anyone? Uh, for long term, I mean, we're we're pretty open minded when it comes to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Shara is very bi. Uh, I Are am you straight, sure? but there is. I mean, I have I have yet to be in a room with an act that offended me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. I think because of the fact that JV is straight, it'd be in terms of having sexual relationships, it'd be better to have another female because I am bi. Mm-hmm. So we could both truly enjoy many different aspects of the sexual relationship. Right. And we're not necessarily looking, I mean, we're not looking to form a triad and then close it either. So, right. you know, mm. just trying to be more open-minded to whatever comes along and meet, meet sexy people and try to find some that are worth keeping around. Yes. And if all my holes have to be filled at once, then so be it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she really needs a gangbang. She's drooling over here. Uh, I'm in the middle of setting one up for my wife too. So, uh, I, I oh, think, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, is it gangbang season again? <laughs> it totally is. It's oh, always gangbang. I love bang it season. when that happens. Oh, is it? Okay. Doesn't it run from like Memorial to Labor Day? <laughs> no, it runs from Memorial Day to Memorial Day. <laughs> oh, that's <sounds laughs> oh, okay. And then there's something about like white pants in yeah, there you too. You can never wear that. white pants. Yeah, <laughs> or pants. Just as pants. far as I know, you just can, no you pants. Can't, never wear can't white wear pants, pants. To an orgy. Does Hallmark have a card for that? They do. Do they really? Yes. So, happy okay. orgy season. Happy, or happy. Yeah. Oh, it's gangbang gang season. Bang. Sorry. Gang. I heard you were having a gangbang. <laughs> I hope you get good and fucked. <laughs> I think you should open up your own Hallmark store. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be awesome! Wouldn't it though? It would. <laughs> I could totally see doing that. <laughs> There's so many schmaltzy cards out there. <laughs> well, on that note, we should take a break uh, because okay. it's about that time. But when for a gangbang, we should totally take a break. <laughs> for yeah, a we're gangbang. gonna we're gonna have the uh, quickest be, gangbang ever. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. the and saddest we'll gangbang because it'll During take like 30 seconds. But you know, whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we'll be right back with life on the swings of the podcast and the sexual dark age. Yay! Bye. Welcome back to Life on the Swings at the Podcast. Tonight, we're having a grab bag of topics with our friends from Ending the Sexual Dark Age. And I'm just looking at our topics list here. Let's talk about eating cream pies. 
because that's mm. a that's an impressive topic idea you guys threw out there. <laughs> well, I, to be honest, the credit goes to one of our listeners, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and he has been wanting to hear us talk about that topic for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, you know. I try to be I try to be objective with the topics that we select to cover on the show. Mm-hmm. It's not something that personally is it's not something that I personally get into. So I feel like you know my input on the subject is rather limited. So I figured we would open it up to a wider audience or a wider, <laughs> a wider audience, <laughs> more spread audience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to a more diverse group. Yes. I should say dripping with sexual energy. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, I'm getting all these visuals dripping. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have licked uh pussy with cum dripping out of it. Not so much anymore because I have gone completely around the bend with the safer sex practices. So I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoyed it when I did it. I think the important thing to think about is there are ways that you can, if you do the prep work, you can do it and not worry too much about the safety. I mean, you know, we, 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 uh, we actually made an evolution, uh, JV and Shara uh, Un- away from only if about you're eating sex. your own cum. Well, no, 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 not, not necessarily. You can't actually eat someone else's cum and not worry about the safety. Well, see, we we made a change from talking <laughs> about safe sex to talking about risk-aware sex. And so there are certain risks that are involved if you're going to eat somebody else's cum out of uh, out of someone. You know, you're 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 mixing two uh, two bodily fluids, right? You're talking about fluid bonding here, so it is what it is. Uh, but you, but in setting up that kind of thing, you know, if you're just going to a club and you want to eat out some cream pies, that may not be uh, <laughs> right. terribly advisable from a risk reward ratio. Uh, <laughs> but if you happen to have, no, like I like your, that the uh, risk reward the ratio scale. that goes well with the uh, the risk aware sex. I like that a lot. <laughs> but if if you if you have some friends that you play with pretty well and you're good friends with, and uh, you guys decide, hey, you know, we kind of like doing this. Um, then maybe you guys can kind of close your circuit a little more than you usually do and only play, uh, only use safer sex practices with everybody else and then just go ahead and fluid bond with each other. I personally am way more okay with that as long as everybody's on board and everybody's being honest with each other uh, than, than just trying to get a cream pie every so often and then get tested and then get another cream pie and then get tested, you know? I so, like when you refer to getting a cream pie like you're actually, you're going to Baker Square. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? <laughs> you step up to I the just, counter with the woman spread eagle, and uh, I just steal them off of the windowsills <laughs> when they're cooling. Do, do you get lifted up by by the scent of it wafting over? I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> Sorry, didn't oh, mean to derail, but I agree. Oh, it's it's um. It's an interesting fantasy for me. I've shared that on the podcast before, the whole like idea of cream pies just in general as a fantasy. It's certainly, you know, I I second what Dylan shared that, you know, it's from a risk-aware sex perspective, there are just certain ways to do it that require patience in order to feel in order for me to feel comfortable considering that 
And yet at the same time, the fantasy for me is really, really hot. So it's a it's an interesting juxtaposition of big turn on, yet, you know, the the risk is high. And so or certainly higher than a lot of other ways that we would choose to play. And so it has certainly been something that go I, I go to that in my fantasy, but yet it, it's just a really high bar to consider doing it, you know, making it happen in person. So a question for you, Ginger. If you and the prof were in a having fun with another guy and, and you were kind of seeing him long term, you know, would you do would you consider doing it then knowing that, you know, everything's, you know, he's not really seeing anybody else. He's just playing with the two of you. Mm -hmm. Would you feel more comfortable having your fantasy come true? Sure. It's a great question. I'll share that for me, the idea of having someone come inside me is kind of a big deal. It's a, I mean, just in, in, in the big context of the world. I mean, we talk in the past or we have talked in the past about certain token, token like practices, you know, swingers, you know, who choose to not kiss on the mouth or those types of things. And that is something for me that I would say is the thing that would come closest to being a token like practice between okay. Prof and I. And so I wouldn't, necessarily say that um you know it's it's it definitely the the stars would certainly have to align it would have to be someone that i felt deep emotion for um so it's not for me i guess the bottom line there is it's not for me a practice that's just about erotic fantasy but it actually has an emotional component attached to it. So even though my fantasy is very erotic and very raw, that in order for it to translate, it wouldn't just be the risk aware piece. It would have to also be an emotional component, like deep caring, deep connection. Mm -hmm. That would have to be a part of it for me to allow that to happen. So it's it's it, it's it's an interesting thing because the the difference between where my brain goes when i'm hot into you know solo sex with myself is very different from what i want in real life because there is that emotional attachment component that is so important to me um so it's 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 fascinating to just even think about the difference between you know the the confliction I have within myself about that. So I wouldn't say it's, it's, I mean, it's certainly not a no, but the actual practice comes with, I want this, I want this to be someone I, I deeply, deeply care about. Hmm. Okay. I, I, our listener, I'm not sure what, you know. Coincidentally, his uh, moniker is liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's halfway there. Yeah, that's how he posts on our website. So, <laughs> so I, I'm just not sure, like, you know, does he plan on, if he plans on getting into that, does he plan on practicing safe well, sex? You know, he, and- honestly, his his emails about, like, his topic requests have always, or his posts on the website are always very brief. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't think he's, 
I don't think he's necessarily looking for anything specific. He just wants to he wants to hear us talking about certain oh, topics. Okay. Sure. And uh, you know, with a moniker like liquor, you know, it's probably something probably something a little personal for <laughs> and, him. And I'll that. say right off the bat, I choose not to play with uh ejaculate like that. I don't have anything against okay. someone who is interested prob- in doing that. And that's about where I come down. I mean, I would actually kind of, as, as Ginger said, um, you know, the, as, as somebody who basically identifies as straight, um, even a, when you start start to consider the risk piece, mm-hmm. you know, that I mean, even letting someone do that to Shara after I've come inside her mm-hmm. is, you know, is, is a is a mental hurdle, I would say. You know, I mean, it, it, we, it, it, we would have to be completely fluid bonded with anybody. Mm-hmm. I... I also think that it would be difficult for me because I'm a lot like Ginger and that I, it's the emotional for me. I'd have to have an emotional attachment because it's just, you know, who I am. It's an intimate thing. I mean, for mm-hmm. so, for some people, maybe not so much, but certainly for me and the way that my sexual history has gone down, it's not something that, it's not something I've shared Really, I mean, you know, I I grew up with quote unquote safe sex being the only way you do it. Um, you know, belt and suspenders. You're on the pill and you're using condoms. You know what <laughs> I mean? And wearing your belt and suspenders <laughs> and while belt naked, <laughs> and then people right. aren't really interested. I mean, really, that's that's the safest right form exactly of sex. exactly just like Coop said. So yeah. there it is. <laughs> you know, I, I just realized that there may be a kind of a simple solution here, like. Cream pies, yeah, it could be, you know, a bunch of people coming in someone or eating out somebody that's been cummed in. But you know what? Uh, you could just have the the token swinger couple that, okay, look, you, I, I go to a club, uh, may play with a few other people, and then at the end of the night, I will fuck my wife unprotected and come inside her. Well, why not make it a, a, a bit of an exhibitionist thing? You know, you've played with a bunch of people, and then at the end of the night, you just make a big display about, oh, I'm going to make this cream pie now. And, and, and then all of a sudden, everybody gets to see... Uh, Shara dripping at the end of the night and all of a sudden there's a cream pie nobody necessarily has to eat it out but, no, but the yeah. fantasy is about eating it it's about eating it exactly uh, yeah. cream so. pies are easy yeah it's, 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 it's they're easy can fake them with liquid silk you know? yeah no that's a good that's a good point Miko. but although maybe everybody will be fucked out by the that part you're of not going to emotionally <laughs> fake yourself out with uh with lube when you're eating it out well, maybe so. Hold on. So you think you can emotionally fake that out? Hold on. Okay. So okay. we we have a few components. We have Dylan. somebody actually coming in someone else. Uh, we we potentially and again I'm I'm saying the if we're going to do the 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 safe sex risk wear way and then you could you could go ahead and put down an oral barrier. So yes, there's a barrier there. But we there's a lot of uh, lube out there that looks like cum. So you go ahead and spray some of that on there. And so you can get the temperature and the consistency of cum. Uh, with other things, with just bare minimum prep work. You know, you have a dental dam around and you have some lube that you put next to a candle or something, right? So it's warm. Uh, all of a sudden, the the illusion's there. There's actually been, it, cream pie has been achieved. Uh, you just happen we to have, have cream pie. We, yeah, have. We, we have cream pie. Uh, we just make it a little bit more interesting at the end. And then, if you really wanted to, you just have you could have multiple people using oral barriers at the end with that with that lube, and then all of a sudden it's a ton of people eating out your wife with a cream pie in it. It just happens to be safe. 
My only interesting. My only question is um, the taste of the lube that looks That's like. That's what um, my point was. Yeah, yeah, because I know flavored lube is usually kind of you know strawberry and all that stuff. They don't this. sell cum flavored lube. Yeah, they haven't. <laughs> Wasn't the bad no, dragon lube close to the market? No, the bad dragon we... lube tastes terrible, just oh, like it's most awful. lube. Just yeah. like cum. Oh, great. no! It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of worse. But. Uh, uh, oh boy, we really have some catching up to do. Of how much you enjoy the taste of cum to Dylan at lifeontheswingset.com. <laughs> well, we might be able to. And again, I'm not. I'm not being a troll here. We actually maybe seriously. Th- there's a lot of unflavored lube out there that has the consistency of cum. There is, uh, there and is. so maybe theoretically. Uh, it sounds dumb, but you could add a little bit of salt to it. Um, or okay. something to make it a little more bitter. Hey, and Miko, then, Dylan yes. is going to work on creating <laughs> actual <laughs> synthetic cum. We need to get back to the creating the squirting dildo. It's oh, a yeah, yeah, If we combine it. these oh, that's, two that's products. The pleasure quest. Science, exactly. Yeah. The pleasure oh, yes. quest your lives peanut on. peanut butter in my chocolate. We have to do this. Yeah, the squirting dildo shouldn't even be hard. I yeah, know. Yeah, I know. So, so theoretically, we have all the components here we need. Uh, it's yes. just, you know, it, 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 we have got, we at large, uh, again, another way we've kind of evolved <laughs> is that large. we've gotten, ah, hello, yeah, shouldn't yeah. be hard at large. There's, <laughs> this is just, we've got, do you have a, do you having... have a bell for that? Exactly. <laughs> for bad puns? puns. <laughs> we've go. gotten used to safe sex being sexy because we've had it modeled and we've modeled it for other people. And so oral barriers have become sexy. And so, uh, taking an oral barrier out and slapping it on somebody isn't a, oh, now I'm removed from somebody. It's a, hey, now I can be less inhibited because I'm protected thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you can get past that, and I don't think it's hard to get past, it's just a matter of making it sexy, then all of a sudden it can be, just as much fun as a regular cream pie with much less of the much less of the risk and the same mess if you're lucky the same mess <laughs> well you know if you, if you like that oh seriously like i i like well, isn't someone cleaning up the mess if they're eating a cream pie i mean seriously well yeah like having your face all all uh, all messy and then like you know kissing somebody after that you know, like you're passing the cream pie on or something like that. Uh, you, you can totally, once you have something that is relatively close to the consistency and taste of cum, then you get the same physical, it feels the same, you know, after you've eaten somebody out, and I say that in quotes, and then you go and kiss another partner, uh, and your face is all slippery and stuff. You know, that's a thing. Like, I like to kiss my wife yeah. after I eat her out. So, same effect. I think this can be sexy. I like when you kiss me, too, after you. <laughs> okay, I do. I'm just saying. So, uh, so Ginger has been sending us fake cum recipes, which is lovely. They're just stored up in her book. Yeah. <laughs> Let me open up my recipe book. She, yeah, she's got it. She took the cookbook down off the wall. Uh, while we're my looking cookbook? at those, yeah, your cookbook. Yes. My your, cum cookbook? Your fake cum cookbook. You know, there is a cum cookbook. I know. Oh, we sure. can't yes. talk about that again because I, I have nightmares. Okay. Well, we won't. <laughs> we'll take a break instead. Is that cool, okay. Jen? That's perfect. Okay. okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself while I have hiccups, by the way, just, just so you know. So <laughs> you I have hiccups? Hiccup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan is apologizing for hiccups, and we're back on Life on the Swings at the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got very excited about the fake cum recipes and just started hiccuping. 
Well, you know, you take a spoonful of fake cum, and it'll take right. It'll take care of that. Exactly. <laughs> or or a spoonful of the lube of your choice. <laughs> JV and I are just going to have to catch up on the whole lube thing because we haven't had to use lube in well, a while, long time. <laughs> you don't use lube because you have to. You use lube because you want to. <laughs> I just like giving him blowjobs so much in the. You know, lube on it just isn't as exciting for me. So yeah, and her pussy is pretty much a water slide. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's a tight, it's a tight water slide. It's, oh, it it's summer Absolutely. fun Very for tight. all. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Good old slippery when wet, but you know. <laughs> well, JV, the other thing you uh, sent me in an email here was you wanted to talk pegging and. You have Yay! come to the right place, my friend, because <laughs> I will drop everything all the time, anytime, and talk about pegging. Because it's my well, favorite. Including the base? Including the base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there, there are a lot of different aspects to it. I mean, uh, on the one end, there's the strap-on end. Mm -hmm. And I know that you <laughs> and guys the other end is my butt. <laughs> 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 so for <laughs> from the strap-on side, I know you guys have played around with various different types of strap-ons. And uh, is there a uh, is there a particular variety Ooh. that uh, has worked better? I, I have I have uh, I'm going to give mine and then hand it off to Jin because we're going to have different things, and I know that uh, lately um, Ophelia and I have been using the fuse tango it's a variant on the fieldo but okay. the uh the bulb part is pointed forward a little more there's some ridges in the in the front for uh rubbing against the pubic bone and the clit and it's a good uh length it's a good consistency it feels great inside she says it feels great inside and it it's a really uh really kick-ass dildo Okay. And we use that with uh, one of the Rodeo, Rodeo. I don't never know how to pronounce that. I know I've never wanted to pronounce that either. The uh, the sort of like briefs style harness. Okay. So it looks like men's briefs with a with a ring in the front, and she loves it. Yeah. Now, Jen. Yes, I darling. happen to know <laughs> that you don't like the distraction of the internal part. I do not at all. So what are your thoughts? Specifically on what I like to wear yeah. when I'm pegging. So yeah. I have and, and the... Say, um, it, say it slowly. So <laughs> do you want to know what I'm wearing too? Oh, right now, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so my, the harness that I have, I, I have just a, a brief diversion. I actually... we. Some of you guys may remember this from the podcast from, from I don't even remember what episode, a million years ago, but I had a harness give up. I had a harness break on me. Oh, wow. like, it's, just, it's like losing a friend. It was. Like, I, I full disclosure, I still have it. It's broken. It's, it's, there's no way to fix it. But for some reason, I am sentimentally attached to these, like, Aww. pieces of leather that I've wore, I wore for so long. And you go say anyway. hi to it every once in a while. <laughs> she's I do. Got a, she's you got know, a great in the yard. photo because if it's made of leather, it's odds are it's fixable. That is true. Hmm. Well, 
That sounds You've like come an, to the right place. It sounds like an interesting <laughs> proposition. I still Well, I mean, it. yeah, exactly. We came to the right place to talk about this. You came to the right place if you got broken shit. I mean, seriously. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> fix almost anything. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So so there was that harness, and it was a good harness, but it was a very bare bones leather harness. It was great. And in it's funny you say that, Coop, about the the brief um Hmm. harness i don't love those no. i this ju- there's just not as much as i don't love having something penetrating me while i'm penetrating hmm. i do like to have access and i kind of make a mess of those briefs because ah, yes. you know i mean i make well, a mess of those briefs you know a little bit of water slide action as like you do as you do <laughs> when you get thrust in and um i actually have um an the Anio uh, harness, the um, it's it's awesome. It's got a little, um, it's from Outlaw Leather. It's got the little sheriff star on it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> really? but it's a, it's, I have. It sounds adorable. It does. <laughs> I, I'll uh, well, I it, we'll have to put the link in the show notes because it's it is it's adorable. So it's it's this guy right here, and um, it's got a little sheriff star kind of where the kind of I don't know your hip bone sort of it's a traditional harness that buckles on either hip and also the back of it has this really cool looking harness or cool looking corset job in the back it's so cool it is. It's very, very sexy. It's a very sexy harness. But what I love about it, and it also has the straps that kind of go under your under your butt cheeks. You could to- do some uh, Walking Dead cosplay, sex play scene things. I, sure. I think. Oh, I can do all kinds of yeah. things in that harness. Trust me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a super great harness because it's it's ni- it comes nice and roomy, so you can hone it into your size, and it accommodates lots and lots of different size cocks. Um, and as far as the dildos I use, it's it's I. It's so vast, my collection, that I can't actually name all of my cocks. But the ones that are my favorite are purple. (laughs) The ones that are my favorite are purple, too. Well, there you go. We're meant to be. I know. Something in common. Yay. (laughs) It's the cornerstone of any good relationship is the same color cocks. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think we prove that that um, different people use different stuff to make their pegging Surprise! happen. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> there you go. Well, no, it's, and as far as like advice for newbies, um, one question that comes to mind for me is... Sometimes when you get a little over-enthusiastic with anal, you can go too deep. And that is speaking as someone who has a dick and can actually feel things through it. So you have to be extra careful because you're using something that doesn't have nerve endings or are there potential pitfalls? Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things, if, if we're talking pegging 101 advice, I would say that the, the good news about being a a non-cock haver, but cock wearer is you can actually take the cock and play with it anally 
even with yourself mm-hmm. okay. and and see what it feels like. You could also use it with your hands with your partner so you're not so you get a sense of of you know how it how it works, how it slides in, how the angle works. Um, because ultimately you're right. You don't have the nerve endings. So to be able to trust when you get carried away with your thrusting that it's not going to go too deep is a luxury that you have because you can pick and choose which cock you want to use. And so, um, so I would say just start by experimenting with the dildo itself, um, again, in your hand or in yourself, and then strap it on and know that um, it's it, it feels good. It's, it's the cock that works for what you want to make happen. Have your partner communicate with you, too, whoever you are pegging. Yes. You know? Make sure to let them know it's okay. You don't have to, if anything's uncomfortable, don't go, oh, I can get through this. And definitely go slow at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. I have found, you know, having, having done this a lot and having started in what I assumed was the ideal position for being pegged, which was on my knees facing forward, I have definitely turned around figuratively and literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> to preferring being on my back because then my partner can see my face the whole time. Oh, yeah. I prefer you on your back, too. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Jen, you know, we can make this happen. (laughs) Forget the podcast. Let's let's talk about that more. Right, right. No, I I agree with you. The the face-to-face, it's it's interesting from the perspective of, um, you know, it's not for for a lot of men who are in heterosexual partnerships or you know are 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 people who fuck women it's interesting for men to be on their backs receiving mm-hmm. it's it's a i mean i can't i can't speak it, to being a man it's on a my pretty back vulnerable position it is it is and this this brings us back to when dylan was having his moment during another episode about you know being penetrated and just kind of putting your mind around it. There is something different about being penetrated on your back as opposed to being penetrated standing from Mm -hmm. behind or on your knees from behind. And I agree with you, Coop. It's great in order to be able to communicate. It's, it's, if I have a preference, oh, I don't have a preference. I like (laughs) (laughs) For for me, I go, I get very um, internal in my head during being pegged. And so my face may not always be giving the direct connection communication with my partner, but on my back, I can put my arms out and put my hands around her arms. And so if something is off, I can squeeze and that's the sign for, okay, let's calm it down a little bit, you know, nonverbal cue. So there's some great, yeah, there's great, uh, nonverbal communication that can be done from that position that just cannot, uh, from the other position. Totally agreed. And one thing that just circling back to the beginning, we talked about starting slow. It's a great option to use a plug before you get started oh, to yes. kind of get things all revved up and warmed up, you know, lube up a nice plug and, and leave it in all evening. Have, have yeah. dinner. Sure. Tell her it's in you at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. 
or tell him to put it in. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, beginning pegging folks should check out Ruby Ryder's Pegging Paradise. Oh, yes. It's a podcast and blog, and and Ruby is awesome, and it's at Mm peggingparadise.com. Check it out. Ah, cool. She's got a lot of great stuff on there. She teaches classes and everything. Nice. One thing about um, the lying down uh, position uh, for me is I'm not a very tall person. I'm very short. And uh, when the guy's on his hands and knees, sometimes there's a um, a height problem. Mm. Okay. Because yes. I'm so short. So lying on, on the guy having, lying on his back gives me a, a better position. Because yeah. I'm usually much more petite than my partner is. So. And some pillows under the back is mm. very helpful. Yeah. I need, I need a little help in that. <laughs> oh, and and as someone who gets a little embarrassed by the potential expulsion from this type of thing, put a towel down and you don't have to worry about it. And put a condom on the dildo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because then when yes. you're done, you just pull the condom off and throw it away. You don't have to do the whole, oh, I'm sorry. Which isn't an issue until you make it an issue. It's just not sexy. Right. right. It's, yeah. So definitely condom on and, you know, for other reasons. Yeah. Well, seriously, the, the condom on the toys thing, I didn't think it was a big deal because, hey, you can clean toys, but you can also do it by just having a condom on. And it's like, it's not like you're losing any sensitivity when you put it on a toy, right? <laughs> right. And so. some some frightening <laughs> studies have come out recently yeah. about- Oh, you uh, with the frightening studies. Lingering. No, seriously. <laughs> not the porosity of About uh, STI staying on yeah. silicone yeah. toys even after being washed for up to 24 hours. So there's that. Condoms on everything. Condoms for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah! (laughs) And for all your condom needs, (laughs) (laughs) luckybloke.com. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was an excellent conversation killer, Cooper. Did you see that? I I do. I'm, I'm lost in this image of Cooper like you know, prancing around with this big basket of condoms and just for throwing everybody. them out. Condoms I, for everyone. I picture me with a wreath of flowers around my head. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the basket, a basket on a sh- with a shoulder harness. I'm never inviting you to my parties again. <laughs> <laughs> In all your uh, uh, Dionysian splendor. Indeed. So we we've obviously yeah we've obviously milked the pegging uh, we we have milked the pegging <laughs> well done Dylan so uh, we well, well done head into business <laughs> business indeed you know what's happening in September Catalyst Con West uh-huh. and we are going to be there at Catalyst Con West doing a panel and it's going to be. Different and new and exciting. I mean, it's not progressive swinging again? It's not progressive swinging oh, again. Oh, because I totally wanted to do that for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, being, I'm being a little bitch right D- now. I despite the fact that Dylan is a dick, <laughs> you should still come out and see our new panel, which is going to be called Bacchanalia Basics. Yeah. And be about throwing 
and attending play parties because I think people need to learn about throwing them and about attending them. And honestly, there's so much stuff that that happens at a party that you don't even think about when you're planning it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We happen to be experts on this, and we'd like everybody else to be an expert, too, because uh, you can't go wrong with more sex. So uh, I'm I'm really excited about actually doing it and talking about it and answering people's questions about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, I know I enjoy going to Catalyst and talking for some reason. You know, people enjoy it. I don't know why. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's going to be a legitimate good time because we're going to be telling people how to have fun. And well, there's, you know, it's a receptive audience at Catalyst. There are lots of sexy people there. So it's going to be good. If you want more information about Catalyst, it's CatalystCon.com. And we have a promo code for anyone who wants to come. Swing set at checkout will save you $10 on your registration, which is pretty awesome. So I have some other business. We're launching some new podcasts. Really? Wow. We have Ashley Manta and Katie Mack, who are awesome, adorable, fun, sexy girls, are launching a podcast called Carnal Copia. Wait, are they doing it with us? They're doing it on the Swing Set Network. Oh, <laughs> yes! I'm yeah. fist pumping right now. Oh, oh that feels good. <laughs> it was it was my little, uh, both both Dylan and I independently were the devil on their shoulders saying, <laughs> you know you should do a podcast. You know we'd host it for you. You know you should do a podcast. And then like within, within 24 hours, uh, I convinced Ashley to buy the domain because I thought it was an awesome domain. And I'm trying to cut down on my domain purchasing habit. So you're outsourcing yeah. your your domain, domain hoarding to other my people. Addiction. <laughs> okay. Isn't that something? Okay. And then there's another podcast coming. And this is the first podcast we're doing that's completely not sex related. It's called Eat the Rude Cast. And it's going to be about Hannibal Lecter. And, Interesting. Uh, really? Ophelia and Miko and I are going to have a roundtable discussion on every episode of the Hannibal TV series oh. and uh, the movies and the books. And you can uh, follow it for updates on both of these on Twitter at the Carnal Copia and at Eat the Rudecast. I don't know that Eat the Rudecast is going to be on the Swing Set website. It's probably not. Right. But I am hosting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can, you know, distribute it on the network. We can distribute it on the network, but it's not going to be like, you know, front page life on the swing set <laughs> podcast. Yeah, isn't isn't an unofficial swinger motto to not eat the rude? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So now I understand why you've been trying. Well, maybe this hasn't been, but I-, I know that Cooper has been personally trying to get me to watch Hannibal for a long time. And it's funny because he has all the episodes and I've been sitting here um, legally downloaded. He's, and He's been sitting here yeah. not yeah. watching them. I've been sitting here not watching them. And then I accidentally, uh, I happen to be at a bar. So this would be business actually. Um, okay. Also for me. So I was sitting in a bar talking to some people uh, who I just been hitting on the track and fishnets. And then all of a sudden there's this television show with aliens on it and it seems really well produced. And then it says, from steven spielberg i'm like what the fuck is this and so apparently it's falling skies and so i watched one and i'm like eh, it's okay let me try another and then i watched another and i'm like hey this isn't bad so i have uh preempted cooper's you should watch hannibal uh wait no no wait cooper can you say it really creepy like like no i'm not your monkey <laughs> 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 
Oh, thank you, Jamie. That, I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm not watching Hannibal, and apparently uh, I'm not going to be on this podcast, which I'm okay with because I get to elbow <laughs> Ashley and Katie. So, hi, girls. And, uh, yeah. It's, you it's you don't have to choose one podcast. So you can do your Hannibal you thing. Are, you are. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in the middle of two girls open. talk about sexy stuff. So, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm also, by the way, sitting between two girls talking about sexy stuff because Hannibal is pretty sexy on that show. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yes, it is a gloriously twisted show. Anyone else have any business? Hey, okay. you could say that, that is a legitimate fandom podcast. We have actually branched out into fandom. It is. It, it's it it's is. a it's a topic I'm I'm very familiar with or been very familiar with over the years and gone to conventions for. So, yeah, that's cool. And one day you will watch the show. Yes. So how about you, JV and Char? What have you guys been doing lately? Besides branching out into Polly? Like, their business was like the first <laughs> act of the show. Well, yeah. But, well, you know, the, 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 no, they, they made a decision to be open and try it. They haven't actually done it yet. Right. Well, we've been, like I said, so busy with the business, but we have been finding a lot more time with each other on the personal end, you know, trying to just, you know, like, I don't know if, if we shared that, um, we shared it last night. We did a quick podcast about, uh, we started this wooden box and <laughs> putting a penny in, um, if I went a week without giving him a blowjob. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And when I got to, um, I don't know, I'd say 10 oh. pennies in that wooden box, I was very upset because I love giving blowjobs. <laughs> I love giving blowjobs. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and he was very patient, I must say. But I went, okay, I have to get rid of these pennies. So we got down to like, there was only one left. And I was like, okay, JV. So when this one's done, like tomorrow, when I wake up in the morning and I give you a blowjob, what are we going to do? I mean, like, we're going to have no pennies left. So I'm thinking we need to put like, a nickel in every time I give you one and kind of like see if I can get a bunch of nickels in that wooden box. So that's what we're working on now. You should be saving up for your car payment. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. We both both got new cars. Of course, he had to get a new charger, that testosterone thing rolling. So (laughs) yeah, it's been way too long since I drove a muscle car. (laughs) So I decided to save on gas and get a hybrid a Lincoln MKZ, and he decided to go muscle all well, the way. You, you got your hybrid before I got my gas guzzler, <laughs> I know. So I figured it balanced. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it's like a carbon offset. Exactly. I would have felt guilty about it before. So our medical advisor that we have on our for our podcast said, he sent me a message and he said, so have you christened the charger yet? And I was like, no, <laughs> yep, we have all over it. <laughs> i said no we haven't so we have to get all over that so we, yes we do we said this weekend so but a lot more sex we've been having so that's great awesome yes it is it's awesome we support that we support that <laughs> i support it too <laughs> it's been great so that's just kind of about it with us just you know yeah we haven't I mean, we have been on one hiatus after another, it seems like, for like the last year and a half. So we managed to do a few episodes and then something goes haywire with life and we've kind of committed ourselves to being better about that. And that's another thing, you know, the moving forward with Polly gives us more to discuss and it gives us more lively topics. 
and uh, you know it will help us uh, release more episodes. Mm-hmm. And we've got some we got some interesting stuff going on. I am actually going to be interviewed by an attorney who handles men's law who started listening to our podcast and is through like the first twenty five episodes. And now he does his own podcast about, you know, uh, men's family law related issues. And he wants to have me on to talk about uh, basically uh, the way bad sex can contribute to relationships breaking up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah it so is. So uh, that's kind of like, that's like my first vanilla interview request ever. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting. We were talking about looking at our statistics and that. Washington has creeped up into the top. Yeah, D.C., something, while we were on hiatus, Washington, D.C. became our biggest market to the point that we have more downloads in Washington, D.C. than the entire state of California since we started the podcast. Huh. Wow. Huh. I know those politicians, so here right? So here, here we come for Catalyst Con East next year. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're we dying have, for it. Representative Eric Cantor? <laughs> well, we actually have uh, one of Shara's Facebook friends is mm-hmm. a staffer for somebody on Capitol Hill <laughs> and listens to our show. So Has been just yeah, telling great. everybody. <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope. It, it, it's part Maybe of my reach out to is. CPEC is really what I can attribute <laughs> to. <laughs> you mean you so, reach yeah, around to CPEC? Yes, that too. <laughs> uh, whatever it takes. It's been crazy, though, because we've, you know, I've had uh, several illnesses in my family, and it required a lot of my attention, and JV was great running the business while I had to kind of be away from that, too. I mean, not totally, but took up a lot of my time, so. She abandoned me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we'll get back to the blowjobs in the shop, too. (laughs) You know what? It looks like DC is our number one. Uh Really? Really? Fascinating. So, you horny people in D.C. Uh, Thank you. Go on, Cooper, with our extra, or extra, our outro. Oh, wow. Yes, our extra. <laughs> our exit <laughs> intro. Our exit intro? What? No. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, see, the, that was that was great. See, that was smooth, Dylan. If you want to like us, you can do it on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash the swing set. You can follow us on Twitter at swing set life, at ginger and the prof, at technogeisha, at dylan underscore swing set, at JV Altharos. And at JVS underscore Shara. Check out this podcast, daily blogs, articles, and toy reviews on our website at lifeontheswingset.com and ending the sexual dark age podcast at sexualdarkage.com. Email us at contact at lifeontheswingset.com. Give us a call, leave us a voicemail, please. Send us a text at 573-55-SWING. That's 573-557-9464. Please try not to make your voicemail simply. So what's the deal with this swinging thing? Or if you do it, you actually have to be Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. So give us your best Seinfeld impression. Thanks for swinging by.
Yeah. We, we we go to podcasts with the uh, recording setup we have, not the recording setup we might want. So, whatever. It's the one we deserve, not the one we need right now. <laughs> oh, we, we made it a Batman and a John Ashcroft quote. Yeah. That was Carrie. Look, look at that. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> very, very special people.